Hello, my name is Usha Rowan. I was expelled from Uganda in 1972 and this piece is based on my personal experience in the refugee camp in Honiton in Devon. Fork and Knife is one of my early memories of British culture when I first arrived in England with my family. Fork and Knife Look at what Dutali is up to now. Go, go and fetch bar. Let her see it for herself, said my eldest brother in disgust. You've been here five minutes and you've already become one of them, he continued at me at lunch in the canteen. When my brother was excited, he called me Dutali, meaning a smart ass. England was crystal white in November when we'd arrived a few days ago. At the army barracks, the soldiers had kindly emptied the bunks for the Asian refugees. Across the bench from where I was sitting, there were three most fanciable soldiers in their uniform, also having lunch. There could have been triplets, all looked similar, seriously blonde, strong and drop-dead gorgeous. From time to time, the middle one, the best-looking of the three, glanced at me with a half-a-formed smile. I stared at him. It was no wonder he had the most beautiful, smooth, round face, like a seamless moon, pure and mesmerizingly delightful. I thought I was on a different planet, planet Usha again. I'd never seen blonde hair before. Even his blonde eyelashes fascinated me. They fluttered at me, I'm sure. His soft, glacier blue eyes I had fallen in love with instantly. How is he that God made him so much cleaner than I? He had manners too, respected food, unhurriedly ate with instruments, chewing thoroughly with his mouth intact, hiding his teeth. I could almost taste what he was swallowing. His Adam's apple bobbed up and down like the head of the chicken next door, which was apparently strangled and cooked the day before we left for England. The soldiers sprinkled salt and brown liquid all over potato chips instead of chilli flakes and lambi sauce all over bars cassava. My mind drifted to sitting next to the sturdy blonde, feeling his eyelashes flicking, tickling my finger, stroking his manly and heavy blonde arms when my brother spoke again. Look at her, Ba. She's eating with a fork and knife. But what's wrong with that? I'm only copying them, I said, pointing at the soldiers for Ba to see. Shivering slightly from the cold, with no socks on her feet, Ba pulled a turmeric yellow sari all over her head and smiled at the blondes. Then she clasped her hands together, like she was praying, to thank them for saving our lives, for being raped, from being killed back in Uganda. Don't make a scene here, son, she said. Sadly, we are indebted to these people. Without them, where would we have gone? Who was going to feed us or house us? She said as she turned to my idols. I had an idea there and then that Ba should arrange a marriage between me and the hunky blonde. She was truly disappointed when I later refused to marry Ramal from India, who didn't speak a word of English. When Ba left, suddenly my friends and family left me alone to eat vegetable curry, potato chips with a fork and knife. It was then when my blue-eyed soldier came over and sat next to me. He smelled like Johnson's baby powder instead of curry. My name is Hendrix, he said. And my heart became molten, like hot bubbling oil, when his smooth hand leaned over mine to move the cutlery from one hand to another. This is knife and fork, he said, pointing at each hand while looking into my semi-ebony eyes and I started to giggle like a little girl.